County Produced by the E, the HNIC, repping New York City Live and direct, cause he always come correct When he does an interview, it makes the streets so him. He stimulates the brain, your mobile device And he smash like the Hulk when he claps you with advice It's all about the news when he drops and beats home So pay close attention, shit's about to explode Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from the Upper West Side, New York City, where we blow up the news on a verbal scale. My name is Ethan Guzman, and my guest today, he's an independent wrestler based out in LA. You have seen him in probably a lot of different promotions out there, Vendetta Pro Wrestling, Hood Slam, and a host of others. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you out of control, Mr. Matt Carlos. Matt, how are you? Well, you can't say California as opposed to NorCal. Is there like a little discrepancy there, or like what? Oh, I, I don't think so at all. But you know, I, uh, uh, it's just in case for being listening, if you are in the southern area, it is just a good like you know, it's away from like LA to where like the East Bay Bay uh, area where I live, kind of like San Francisco. Oh, and it's always sunny in Cali, basically, right? Oh yeah, and uh, I, I've been down there before, and I've worked down there before, and uh, the fans down there are just as great as the fans are up here uh, in NorCal, so I enjoy working all over. Oh man, um, um, first of all, let's get into it. Um, when did you start wrestling, and how did wrestling became a part of your life now? Okay, uh, so I actually uh, started wrestling November 1st, 2008. Wow. That was a... Uh, a match I had for the place I trained at, which was all pro wrestling in uh, Hayward, California. Uh, and that, but my training actually started in July of six. Mm, how, how did you find out about it? Did, was it like an ad in a paper or something, or the internet? Like, how did you find out? Uh, well, uh, uh, pretty much it was through internet, uh, because, uh, most of the times I, I didn't even really start going to WWE shows until I was well into my teens. Like I always watched since I was a little kid, WWE, ECW, WCW, you know, whatever I could find. Uh, but uh, I wasn't, I didn't really, wasn't really indie savvy until, uh, you know, the internet rolled around and I realized there you know, a couple live appearances here and a couple other just random local shows in the area, which were like maybe anywhere from five to 20 minutes away from where I lived at the time. So, uh, being a little kid, I decided to check it out. Or I was probably maybe, what, say, 17, 18 at the time. Uh, probably either right, finishing up high school, getting out of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's when I started then. I graduated in 05. Uh, so then I took pretty much a year to you know, work, save up money, and kind of do that thing. Uh, and then once I kind of had enough money to save up for, uh, I called All Pro Wrestling and talked to Roland Alexander, uh, uh, rest in peace. Uh, he's uh, one of our, many of our mentors uh, for a lot of us out here at NorCal and SoCal, I like to believe. Um, he was in a, the Beyond the Mat movie. Uh, he was featured in that and the old, the gym, or the company. 
company that was in that movie is where I was trained. So basically I called him and he kind of just, it got me savvy. You know, you got to have your money right. You got to have your body right. You got to be athletic and uh, uh, kind of just got me ready for what was to come. And the rest was kind of history. Yeah, um, Roland Alexander was, like you said, featured in Beyond the Mat, and I think he, I forgot the other student's name, but one of them was Mike Modest, I forgot who the other one was, and you know, like, uh, yeah. um, I forgot who the other one's um, name was, but and then they showed how he was, and you know, he was pretty much a straight up kind of guy in the film, um, was he just like that as the documentary? Uh, yeah, and you know, in, in my perspective from watching the documentary, I kind of thought, like, Roland kind of got a bad rap, like, you know, he's the evil indie promoter that'll, uh, you know, not pay you or whatever. But in my experience with Roland, it was totally the opposite. I think from day one, he just kind of saw how hungry I was and how much I loved wrestling and uh, kind of just did what he asked me to do in, in the forms of uh, keeping your uh, eyes and ears open, your mouth shut, and absorbing like a sponge. Uh, and that's one of the great O's he always kind of used to go by and... Uh, very instilled with me, and uh, uh, I just can't really thank him enough for everything he's done for me. He's always been very welcoming, very complimentary to my work, and uh, yeah, uh, he's uh, allowed me to do a lot of things, and he's allowed me to make a lot of acquaintances that I never would have if it wasn't for him. Oh, that's amazing. So in a sense, yeah, in yeah it is very amazing, and in a sense, I owe everything to Roland, so... Uh, it's definitely good to hear because on my scene Beyond the Mat, I think that was probably the most exposed documentary of wrestling. And, you know, you had a lot of, you know, you see the, the major league side, you see the independent side. So, you know, you see a lot of guys, you know, everybody wants to make it to the big leagues, which is the WWE. So, um, you know, he was, you know, I thought he was portrayed pretty much well. But, you know, coming from you, hearing what you're saying about him, it's kind of refreshing to hear that he was actually a good guy, you know. And I'm um, getting into um, wrestling and the training and all that. Who um, who you was trained by? Uh, so uh, when anyone asks why I'm trained, I do say I'm trained by the ACW boot camp because okay. um, there was a number of trainers I had kind of just kind of the process. And you know, if you're a part of uh, any wrestling or pro wrestling at all, you know things are cards are subject to change and people have lives and yeah. uh, things go on differently. But uh, basically, I was trained by the uh, APW boot camp, and my first trainer was uh, uh, Venice DeMarco, mm -hmm. who used to team with another guy who I actually had my first match with, Rick Polioni, and they were known as the Mafia in the uh, APW area uh, back here in NorCal. He was my trainer for the first six months, uh, and then because uh, like a uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, when I got 
of other talents from out here. Uh, there's another guy who's kind of like a really uh, big high flyer in like, the, I want to say like around the 2000s, early Indian era, Jordy Brown. And uh, he's really amazing and he did a lot of high flying uh, and he kind of helped me out and hone that craft. And uh, it was really cool because uh, you get to train with the guys who train you and then train in a different style of work of wrestling, uh, uh, a quicker, like more fast-paced style rather than just, you know, foundation and hold for hold and uh, stuff like that. What do you consider your wrestling style to be? You're talking about high-flying and everything. Like, what is your, like, people who haven't seen you wrestle, what what kind of wrestling style is your style? Uh, that's, a good, that's a good point, too, because I don't want to confuse anyone. When we say high-flying now, I think people immediately think, like, Adrian Neville and the flips and the twists <laughs> and all that. Yeah. Uh, I, but if we're talking about it that way, I, I like to say I'm more of like maybe a technical high flyer because uh, I, I like to technical wrestle too because that's one of my fortes is uh, like chain wrestling and uh, getting in there and uh, uh, slowing it down. Maybe not necessarily, you know, fast pace everything, start off with a boot to the face, boot to the face, boot to the face, you know. Uh, uh, I like to tell a story. I like to build it. So uh, in doing that, I, I, be, I use my quickness when I need to and my high flying when I need to. But uh, always to start off, I do like to feel everyone out to see where I kind of measure up against them when it comes to actually knowing how to uh, wrestle, wrestle. So uh, that's an always fun thing for me to do. And, um, um, you know, doing the training and everything and becoming a wrestler, um, how long did it take you, well, I guess you'll never really, ma I, I guess for a wrestler, they never really master it, you know, I would say, but, like, how do you feel at the time now you're wrestling now, do you feel you, you got it down packed, or is it you still need more to learn on, or to work on it? Um, I think, uh, I know that, uh, it's just because there's a, Um, you wrestled in a lot of different promotions. Um, just give a rundown of how many promotions you wrestle for. Uh, alrighty. Uh, so, <laughs> there's my uh, home promotion, All Pro Wrestling. Um, another promotion I work for out here in Oroville is PCW Pro Championship Wrestling. Um, another big one out here on uh, the uh, California side right now is Hood Slam in Oakland. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been working there for the past like five years or so. Um, another one that I've touched is uh, Reno, uh, Reno Wrestle Factory out in Reno. I've worked down in the Territory League in LA with Knox Pro. Um, Vendetta Pro Wrestling out in like the Central area. Uh, and uh, shoot, uh, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, can't forget about that. That's yeah. where I'm training now. Yeah. Now that. Uh, APW Garage is no longer there. Uh, we kind of moved things up to Pacifica, and uh, we've got the gold mine now where we've held the Lady Luck tournament, and just recently we held this uh, Young Lions Cup tournament, which yeah. was amazing. We actually live streamed it online, which was a uh, I, I, I like to think is uh, you know pretty up to date nowadays, considering the internet and how fast things move. So uh, I think that was definitely cool. Uh, let's see, uh, 
Gold Rush. I'm trying to think of other places. Uh, Fox City Wrestling ran out of San Francisco at the DNA Lounge. Uh, um, well, there's just a couple so places in Sacramento here and there, but uh, that's kind of like just. Yeah, I'm saying what's fascinating about like all the promotions. Um, I just want to go back a little bit, get into Hood Slam. That's a promotion that's really catching steam, and you know, even in the East Coast, a lot of people in the East Coast really talk about Hood Slam. Um, how is Hood Slam like to you, and how you got involved in Hood Slam? Uh, well, um, there's a story. I know uh, my buddy, uh, guy I've been friends with, and actually, he was one of the guys I actually first saw out on the indie scene when I first. Uh, evolved once the spot opened up to play 
uh, character that they know as Ryu from Street Fighter, which has been my my main character basically at uh, Slam, and uh, it's just I kind of feel like it's perfect fit because I think everyone sees Ryu as like this uh, uh, badass, and uh, you know he's the lead guy in Street Fighter. Uh, but for me, I feel like it's just like I could totally get into that then Ryu character, you know, like mm-hmm. totally getting into zone, but not for martial arts or, you know, uh, energy or anything like that, more just for getting into zone for wrestling and being able to expand my mind to get it to wrap around what I want to create, you know, for that night. Yeah, okay. It, it's amazing seeing Hood Slime. Like I've seen some of it online. Like they have the Stoner Brothers and you know all these characters are like from you know from um, video games or you know it, it's just crazy how they how they do it. Um, I'm saying I know you're not the brainchild behind Hood um Hood Slime, but I'm, I'm like, what 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 is their model basically? Like you know, just pick something that you like and you become that character. Like what is their what, how how's their model like? Uh, you know what it really is, is, uh, is, is this, can you curse on this show or not? Yeah, you can say whatever you want, man. Okay, okay, uh, so basically one of our main mottos at this plan is fuck the fans, FTF. <laughs> That's one of the main uh, mottos we have, and, uh, kind of just with how we feel, maybe that's where kind of some of those characters come from. Maybe they won't get it, but we feel it. So they will get it, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not really just doing silly things to do silly things. It's not being, you know, uh, out there to be out there. It's not being sexual to be sexual or anything like that. It all has a purpose. It all has an art to it. And uh, basically, really, it all just comes from you know everybody brainstorming and everybody getting to uh, kind of create what they want to do. We have a basic outline of how things are done, but uh, for the most part, things are pretty. Uh, you just gotta be, just be your own creative wrestler, you know? Uh, whatever character you feel like you can do best or whatever you think might work, uh, work. Uh, like, uh, for instance, there was a, we did a, we did a drag show for Hit Slam and, you know, everyone's, uh, picking out these drag characters to be, and, you know, I decided, hey, you know, a lot of people like full fiction, so maybe, like, Mia Wallace here, Mia Wallace character might be a good one to do. So I did that, and, you know, it might be a little silly, but, you know, if you believe it enough and you do it right, uh, everyone will buy into it. And you know, luckily for me, uh, every time I've been doing something crazy or any wild character like that, they have bought into it. So, uh, uh, or you know, have gotten entertained. I don't want to say bought into it like um, you know, not cheat anybody, yeah. but like you know, uh, they're being entertained. And you know, we're entertaining ourselves in the same process. So I think you know, we're having fun. People see us having fun, so they want to have fun. Uh, and it's just a different atmosphere for people to get to, so, uh, so definitely worth checking out if you are in the uh, East Bay, Bay Area, heck, if, even if you're in uh, SoCal, come on down, check it out at his plan at Oakland. Yeah, the thing is, I can tell everybody loves you as Ryu, and I, and I can see from the you know the videos that you know you get a big kick out of it. It's that probably you know I'm sure you have a lot of promotions. Is that probably like a promotion that's close to your heart because like you know you have fun with it. Uh, I do, and that is one good reason. And I, I like for me, I always just like having fun with every promotion I work for. But uh, for me, I think the Ryu character meant so much to me. Because uh, I feel like she could kind of uh, uh, orchestrate things out there. She could embody 
uh, I feel like he really put a lot of trust in me because, you know, before I did Ryu, there's only maybe one promotion where I was, like, the main, like, push, like, top guy. You know, uh, other places I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just your, your regular your wrestler on the show. That's fine. And, you know, I, as long as I'm wrestling, like I said earlier, I'm happy. I love wrestling, so I can't complain at all. And, uh, but uh, I feel like they totally put trust in me to uh, be their top guy uh, because in Hood Slam, we have our championship, which is the uh, golden gig is what we call it. And, yeah, the golden gig, yeah. you're the champion. Uh, and I was the uh, second person ever to hold the golden gig. And uh, that was, you know, coming after a year after these guys were already rocking and rolling, you know. I felt like they put a lot of trust in me. Uh, there was a long time where Sheik uh, would always joke around about, you know, you know, I think you've probably been in the most main event matches in Hood Slam. And that, there was a time when that was true, but uh, now I'm sure that's been, you know, faded to, you know, someone else now. But uh, uh, he'd put a lot of trust in me to do that. Uh, he got, uh, you know, interviews live, promos live, uh, which I've never really done before. And to be able to have that uh, openness to control the crowd uh, is awesome. It's a, it's a great thing, especially if you can captivate them, uh, then it's even better. It's like, it's a rush you can't, con you can't explain uh, when you get to control everybody with the words you're saying and uh, I mean, in that moment. Uh, so he put a lot of trust and a lot of faith in me. And uh, he actually uh, brought in one of my favorite... Uh, Actually, one of my idols, uh, Brian Kendrick, and I was able to work him as Ryu uh, at this slam. So uh, I gotta say, I, like I always like to thank Sheik, and I always do after every show, and I always go up to my, I always try to say thank you to him. But uh, yeah, this slam has been a blast for me, and I've been able to work with a bunch of people and do a lot of fun things, crazy things that I never thought I'd do. But uh, I'll do it for this slam. It's fun. You talk about fighting um by um, Brian Kendrick. Um, how many? Well, um, you don't. You can. You, it doesn't have to be like an exact number. But um, how, how many tough wrestlers have you fought? Like, do you have a list of like wrestlers or dream matches that you would love to have or that you had already? As far as like uh, guys who made it to the big time. Um, um, it doesn't necessarily guys that made it to the big time, but guys who you wanted to get in the ring with that you know was a, like a personal goal for you or something, or guys that like you heard about, like oh, I heard about this guy, and um, you know, I definitely I'm gonna have a good match with him. Like besides Brian Kendrick. Uh, well, definitely that was one because that one was maybe I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago. Uh, and I, that was definitely one of them because, uh, you know, he, you know, ever since he would be one of the reasons they went to GPWs because I saw the name Brian Kendrick roll through there. So, uh, in a sense, uh, that's kind of why it got started over there. But, uh, to know, see what I measured up against him was kind of a big one for me. And, uh, I felt like we had an excellent match and it's probably one of my favorites. Um, but let me thank you. Any, anybody else? I was really excited to, uh, back in Las Vegas, I want to say maybe in 2009 or 10, I got to work with uh, Kenny King. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and I know he has, a, like, an awesome, like, high-paced, high-impact style. And he's a big guy, too. Like, you may see him on TV and think, like, he's not that big, but he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Kenny King, his, and his style is awesome. So being able to hang with him, uh, 
to have a match with him. That was another good one that I looked forward to. But yeah, um, and then, I mean, you know, like, I've got my idols that I always wanted to wrestle. Like, I was always a big Billy Kidman fan and a big uh, Owen Hart fan, so mm-hmm. I love those guys. So I'd always want to wrestle them, but, you know, I don't think uh, there'd be a possibility in, uh, anymore with uh, in Seth Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I know, yeah, because uh, Kidman's retired now. Um... Um, besides like um, the high flying styles, you say you do a lot of technical based wrestling as well. Do you like to more stay on the ground as opposed to like high fly, depending on the wrestler you fight? That's a tough question. It's kind of more uh, for me. It depends on. Uh, it definitely depends on who I'm working or who I'm wrestling against. Uh, it also depends on the crowd. Like uh, maybe the, if it's a hard hardcore wrestling audience. I wouldn't mind pulling out some of the cool, you know, technical wrestling tricks that you can do is to kind of get them to cheer, you know, or get them to pop, as they say. But, uh, um, as far as, you know, casual fans, like, uh, you know, out here we've done a lot of, uh, like, festivals, like EFDs, or, like, uh, you know, open music festival. we've done stuff like that. You know, those guys who aren't really a wrestling fan are coming to check out the product, so, you know, maybe they don't know a wrist lock from a, a headlock, you know, and they don't know a drop toe hold from this, that, the other, but, you know, they see a guy flying through the air and kicking another guy in the face, they're going to think that looks really cool, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, it really just depends on the audience, because uh, I don't think if uh, people don't want to see a certain thing, you should force feed it down their throat. Um, so you should try to keep it exciting and try to keep, uh, keep the folks entertained. Yeah. Um, you also a trainer yourself, correct? Right? You also you also train people as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, out at uh, like I, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, out of Pacifica, California, we have our company uh, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. and uh, at that Gold Rush Pro Wrestling kind of halfway took over the training that was at All Pro Wrestling in the ECW boot camp and kind of came over to where we trained because everybody who uh, was a main trainer when Gold Rush started was all uh, ACW graduate. Myself, Bone Drake, Sparky Ballard, um, and uh, this was all kind of Sparky's uh, brainchild. And uh, I mean, we spent countless road trips driving down LA back and forth just talking about all these ideas he had and uh, things he would think of or ideas. and. Uh, sure enough, he made almost every one of them come uh, come to life. So, props to him. And uh, it's just it's just a example of how dedicated he is, how dedicated he is to these students. Because not only does you know, not only does he just okay sign up to my school and then you know that's that. I mean, he he signs up to the school. He's there every day. Uh, you could have it's not just a little warehouse. You could have shows. We have shows at the training center. You know. And uh, it looks legit enough to have a live stream. We've got light, the uh, machine entrance all set up. Um, I'm sure I like a lot of people, a lot of other people do too, but uh, it's just a good place to train. And uh, uh, there are a lot of other areas to train out here in the area, and uh, I feel like uh, train wherever you want because uh, uh, you're only going to really benefit uh, where you're coming from if you're happy. So as long as you're happy, as long as you're wrestling, train whatever uh, so right now I'm training at a gold mine and uh, we got a good crew there and uh, it's basically right now it's just me uh, another guy Dylan Creek another guy Mike Matthews another guy Idris uh, Jackson um, and 
I read you, you trained on Thunder Rosa, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, she was actually uh, my first, one of my first students here at the gold mine. Uh, Thunder Rosa, she's uh, doing big things, she's already, uh, she's only, I think she mentioned on Facebook like a week ago or two that it's just like her first official year in, and she's already been able to go out to Japan and work with Stardom. Uh, she also did the Stardom here in LA, uh, on this side. And actually, as we speak right now, she's out in, uh, in Mexico City, wrestling in New Mexico. Uh, so uh, uh, she's actually doing really good, and I'm super proud of her, and I'm uh, happy for everything that's coming her way. Yeah, um, I had a I had her on my podcast a while ago, and all of a sudden she's just you know, you know she was she was blowing up before, but it's like she's blowing up now, and she's like you know like she's in high demand now. So it's, I'm I'm proud of her. Like she's her career is soaring, so it's amazing, you know. Yeah, and it really couldn't happen to a better person because that girl is so humble. She's such a hard worker. Um, so it couldn't happen to a better person, and she's one of the next first people you could ever meet. So uh, uh, support Thunder Rosa. Go out there buy a merch. Yep, exactly. Um, how is it um training men as opposed to women? Do you train them the same way, or you know, do you do it differently, or? Like, like, what's the method of, of men as opposed to women? Uh, for me, uh, I, I don't know of any other, other uh, opinions, but for me personally, I just kind of train everybody the same. Because uh, when I came up, uh, I came up through APW, so a lot of, you would always see people like Julie or Melissa or uh, Sarah Del Rey, who works for uh, NXT right now, uh, they, they wouldn't wrestle against the dudes, and they would have pretty legit uh, convincing matches against these dudes. So, in my mind, you know, if you're going to be a wrestler, you're going to be a wrestler. I mean, there does call for a time where, you know, there's more of a valet or more of a manager that you need rather than, you know, the female wrestler-wrestler. But uh, I, I train everyone the same. Even if you're a rat, even if you're a manager, uh, you know, you're still doing everything everybody else does. You're still going through what everyone else does. No one gets any special treatment. Nobody gets any cuts uh, here and there. Uh, uh, I train everybody the same. Yeah, it's funny though that you say that too because you know how you know men wrestle women out there like you said in the independent scene and then you know people just getting exposed to it because of Lucha Underground they have men versus women matches but if people go people go to independent wrestling you see that the majority of the time you know you see a lot of women against men right? Oh definitely for sure I mean uh, it's slam that you see that all the time I, I know myself uh, I've been able I've worked uh, Shelly Martinez uh, who is formerly Ariel from WWE, Amber O'Neill I've worked with, uh, Brittany Wonder, Christina Bonieri. Uh, uh, these are awesome girls who know how to wrestle and uh, can wrestle good and also entertained. So uh, I think uh, it doesn't matter what uh, gender you are, what race you are. I think as long as you have a love for pro wrestling and you're giving it out there to people to get uh, people to bite. And, uh, I mean, clearly, I mean, look, there's things that are going off with this Divas Revolution going on, and, I mean, our, even our company, ourselves, Gold Rush, we just had a Lady Luck tournament, tournament featuring uh, eight of the top uh, yeah. 
female wrestlers around, and uh, Thunder Rosa was a part of it, and a couple other cheerleaders, Melissa was too, so uh, big things are happening, and uh, you know, it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm stoked for wrestling getting out there, whether it's men, women, you know, anything, wrestling, I love it. Yeah, I know. I seen the Gold Rush tournament on YouTube, and you know it, it was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? It was it was it was great. All the talents was great. I was entertained, and you know it was like all the wrestlers were really good. You know, I hope people definitely take advantage of free stuff. You know, because not necessarily you don't have to pay for internet pay per view. There's wrestling out there that's free and it's streamed on YouTube, and I think Gold Rush is pretty great. It's really excellent. Oh yeah, the best way to stay up to date with that is like, you know if you have Facebook just. Like the Gold Rush Pro Wrestling page, and anytime you'll see us having a show come up, uh, and you'll just see it streaming uh, live tonight, you know, uh, boom, boom. And it might not be every show, but when the uh, opportunity presents itself, uh, I just want to check it out for free, why not? <laughs> I wish that was around, you know, like back in the day when I was younger, the free show, like right here online. I wish there wasn't online back in the day, you know? Yeah. Also, um, what was the worst? Have you ever been hurt in training or in a match? Have you ever been hurt that bad? Um, luckily, uh, with you know, eight years in, uh, you know, uh, knock on wood. Luckily, uh, the worst injury I've had in training was uh, I was uh, trying to focus on uh, doing flips, and this is kind of why I like to call myself one of the uh, low flyers rather than a high flyer because I was practicing these flips off the top rope. I ended up uh, landing really bad on my left ankle, and then I couldn't walk on it for like three or four days. Um, so <laughs> I had to call it work, and uh, that wasn't a good thing because uh, I was still uh, an apprentice coming up in the world of construction. So uh, that, that, that doesn't go over well when you're sitting home. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's probably the worst injury. But uh, you know, lo and behold, I'm back and. Uh, that was probably really early on, too. I want to say maybe around, I think I just had one uh, one year in, maybe, in training. Or one year in uh, being a pro, and then one year into that, I probably left my hair my ankle. Yeah. Um, and, what, then, uh, and then what? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say the worst injury in a match, I'd have to say. Just based on looks, with, uh, I had this ladder match, uh, the four-way ladder match, and I was wrestling uh, against one of these guys I trained with, Dave Dutra. Something happened, and I, one one moment I was going to go for the sunset flip powerbomb over the top of the ladder, which I've done before, but uh, so whatever happened this time, maybe he kind of just gave me an extra like whip over or something like that, or too much of it, but... Uh, I ended up catching my head in the rung, so like as you can imagine, the power bomb and someone standing on a ladder. Oh my my head's in between his legs. Uh, there's only one place for my head to go, and it was into the rungs of the ladder. So now I've got this pretty good mark. They had the, a pretty good like bar uh, across my nose and uh, across my forehead. That kind of like if you were to see a ladder rung, it would be perfectly right there on my face. But. Uh, it kind of glued me up right after the match, and uh, it wasn't too bad, no stitches or anything like that, but uh, that's probably the worst that's happened. So, I, like I said, uh, all these guys are probably listening and think, oh, wow, you know, that's it, like, no broken this, no broken that, but uh, that's, I've been pretty lucky, and uh, that one of the ways I've been trained was, uh, you know, bumping properly, alleviating the pain. So, uh, as long as you're in, in control of your body and knowing what you're doing, then, uh, then you're fine. Do you have any insurance, like Obamacare or anything, or do you have any kind of insurance, like if you get hurt? 
Hey, luckily for me, through my uh, job during the day, I do have benefits that I do uh, get to get all that. But uh, as far as uh, you know, getting hurt on the job of wrestling, yeah, that's just uh, that's just the name of the game. It happens to everybody. I know guys who uh, you know just in training get broken legs, you know. So uh, uh, like as I say, it ain't ballet, you know. Yeah. Um. What reactions do you get from your family? Because I know you're a Filipino. I'm Spanish, and you know, you know, you, we, you know, our fam, you know, families of like um, Filipinos and Latin is kind of similar. And how did they take you being a, a wrestler? Are they upset about it, or do they support you in it? Like, how does that? How do they? How do? How do they take your wrestling thing? I've got to say, my immediate family definitely uh, supports it because I think they know how long I've like you know. Uh, like wrestling, or uh, like I would say, I love wrestling. I'd always watch on TV. I'd always have all my action figures, uh, my magazines. I'd have everything, you know, wrestling, everything. That's all I was doing with. So I think they're, you know, happy for me that I'm doing uh, what I like to do and following my dreams. I, I, I do believe that uh, they don't enjoy watching me get beat up because that's what they always say. Like, uh, it looks like it hurts. I don't want you. It looks like you're really getting hurt, and you know. I mean, being a wrestler, you are getting hurt. I mean, you don't wake up and you're not, if you're not sore, then I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with you, but wrestling is real. It does hurt. Uh, you do have bruises. It is hard to get up at the morning, uh, but it does hurt. But uh, I think that it's just the more of everything. They just don't like seeing me get beat up, but uh, uh, they're really supportive of it. Oh, um, that's good. I, I'm, I'm glad that they support it because, you know, some people, some families are like, oh, I don't want you doing that. I don't want you getting hurt. But, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you're passionate about and you're doing it besides having a job. So, you know, that's amazing, Matt. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, I, I, I honestly feel like I'm blessed. I get to, you know, go to work during the day and support my family. And, uh, and then I get to, you know, me and my wife. So I get to go ahead and do that. And, sure we're all set and taken care of and then you know during the, the evening we get to go to the gym get to train to be a wrestler during the weekends I go out there and try to make my mark where I can and try to entertain and uh, inform everyone on uh, how I think wrestling is nowadays if um, fans out there want to see a Matt Carlos match what matches um, highlights your, your your greatest skills like what YouTube matches can someone look up and see a Matt Carlos match like, um, give, if somebody wants to see your work what match would you tell them to watch uh, that's uh, that's actually an excellent uh, question uh, I'd love great answers uh, uh, right off the top of my head I spoke of uh, Shikata Body who is uh, the creator and mastermind of Hood Slam and uh, if you look at anything uh, Matt Carlos Shikan body, uh, there'll be great stuff there. Um, I had plenty of good matches. Actually, I held APW All Pro Wrestling Internet title at the time, and uh, I always kind of it was kind of holds a special place in my heart because at the time I feel like uh, Shikan body. He was super, uh, super uh, fan favorite, and I was too. But I felt like I was because I was the homegrown talent, you know. Yeah. But uh, Sheik kind of came out of nowhere. Kind of had this. Slam uh, banner on, and uh, everyone's kind of taken to him. So it's me as a, you know your basic good guy. Is this really cool, cool good guy? And uh, we just had one hell of a match. And I remember, I, if you do look it up on YouTube, uh, I remember at the end of the match, I, had, I just let out this like primal yell because 
you know, the whole time people are saying, like, new champion, new champion. Oh, uh-oh, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I retained the title, but uh, I just let out this big yell and a uh, primal scream, and uh, because I, I felt like, is this good enough? Have I earned it yet? And, you know, people, you know, still pop for me at the end, too. And uh, I feel like, man, this is what wrestling is. It doesn't have to be good guy, bad guy. Uh, this guy is cheating on this guy. Is what, you know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy like that. Just good, fashion wrestling. Uh, and I felt like that's a good one. Also, anything I have against uh, Dave Dutra, uh, like I said, he came from the APW boot camp. Uh, so many similarities that we have and uh, just our wrestling likes or movie likes and stuff like that. Um, so it, it's, we just click in the ring uh, anytime I'm in the ring with that guy. Uh, uh, and, you know, we don't even always see eye to eye. We're not even really the best friends, but uh, uh, once we get in that ring, man, we can, uh, we can create some magic and uh, I, I'd work that guy any day. Oh, sweet. Any more matches or those are the ones like Did you debut that that Halloween, was it? Uh, actually, it was, uh, it was actually almost to the day uh, last year at a historical event because it was uh, 80s for the ladies, uh, so it was the 80s night, and uh, everybody was dressing up as a different Michael Jackson, and all the good Michael Jacksons were taken, so I just decided to dress up as Michael J. Fox, but, you know, Marty from Back to the Future. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, any East Coast promotions you heard of? And if there is, um, is there any in wrestling wrestling promotions in the East Coast that you would like to wrestle for? Uh, you know, I haven't uh, really. Uh, I'm still, I haven't even popped my chair yet going out onto the East Coast side. So I'm, uh, I'm down for anything. Uh, I, I like all sorts of wrestling, all different kinds, all different styles. Um, and, you know. Put it in front of me, give me the YouTube, give me the link, I'll watch it. So, uh, pretty much anywhere out there, uh, I'd love to go out there and expand the territory I've been working. Are you familiar with um, House of Glory, um, Evolve, Chikara? Uh, yeah, 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 I have heard, I have heard of and I know of guys who uh, work on those shows, yeah. Yeah, no. There's a um independent wrestler who is the House of Glory World Champion Smiley, who's very interested in coming to um Hood Slam. So I don't know if you've seen his work, but you know, um you should definitely take a look at him. Yeah, not not since uh, until recently. I think uh, it just uh, popped up on the uh, Instagram and Twitter and social media feeds. So I'm getting familiar right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. If you definitely venture out to the East Coast in the near future, you definitely should you know look up those promotions. Yeah, for sure. That's another one I hear good things about, definitely. And my final question to you, Mr. Matt Carlos, the coup de grace question, the drum roll, please. 
what would the Matt Carlos of today tell the Matt Carlos of yesterday? Yeah, one of the best sets of advice uh, I think I've ever heard is actually from my wife. Because, um, uh, you know, uh, in wrestling, I feel like there are a lot of times uh, you kind of do struggle. Maybe not everybody sees it, but there are struggles that you go through, you know, mentally, physically, and stuff like that. And uh, one of the pieces of advice that she gave me was to just be honest with myself. Uh, and so in that sense, I kind of like to take situations and uh, take a step back and replay them and really be honest with myself. Am I uh, telling the story with, uh, looking at the story with a jaded point of view with how I felt about it or how it really is? So, uh, and with that, I mean, I see things so much more clear. I'm not as upset as thing, about things as I used to be. And, uh, you know, I think, it, and also kind of like everything happens for a reason and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, that's probably the best, uh, that's probably what I would tell myself of yesterday is uh, be honest with yourself and uh, just uh, be truthful to your mind, basically. I like that. Be truthful to your mind. You know, like you already know the answer already and you just be truthful to your mind. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, and, you know, that was my last question, but let me just ask you one more. Um, what do you think will make the, the wrestling sport better? Do you have any opinions of what will make it better? Uh, let me think. Wrestling, um, honestly, I think it's just really getting more uh, wrestling out there. I mean, if we really want to think about uh, what would make it better, I think everybody likes what they like in wrestling. So if there's a way that you can customarily make matches on one show that you would like to see and kind of, you know, maybe it's a match from these guys over here and the... New York, and there's the match from these guys uh, here in SoCal, but it's the same show, and it's built on the same card. Yeah, something like that. I know. I don't know what that is, but like I guess the uh, iPhone equivalent, to whatever the future of wrestling is, something like that. Uh, I think that's what uh, I guess it would be. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Out of control, Matt Carlos. Unplug your social media. Plug um, anything you want to plug. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, uh, before I go, I also want to mention too. Uh, we mentioned trainers before, and I can't get I can't get away without mentioning a couple other guys who uh, had an additional hand in training me, uh, and a uh, big part to uh, this guy uh, who wrestled out here, MPT, Mr. Primetime, Dak Reed. Uh, he had a big hand. Rick Luxury. He had a big hand in training me and kind of doing these pro camps, which were like training sessions before the show when. And you get to get in there with the big timers. So, uh, uh, those guys. And also, old school for John taught me so much about how to wrestle and how to work instead of how to, uh, instead of being uh, too overly spotty. So, I got to give uh, credit to those guys. Okay, good. good. Uh, uh, but, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, and then back to social media and everything. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at that Matt Carlos. That, uh, that. P-H-A-T, Matt Carlos. Uh, I've got the same handle on Instagram. If you're looking for my uh, Facebook page, I do have a fan page. I would love if you give a like and a share and tell all your friends about uh, Out of Control Matt Carlos. Uh, and uh, if you look that up, I'll be there. And then just Matt Carlos on uh, Facebook, and uh, I'll be on all of those. 
Uh, Matt, man, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. I know we were trying to get hooked up before, and I'm glad we definitely talked, man. It was a pleasure talking with you, talking with you, and hopefully I'll see you in the East Coast one day. Yeah, I hope so. I know we're kind of uh, back and forth trying to get together, but I'm glad we finally got to make time to do it. It was a pleasure uh, and an honor to be on your podcast, and I appreciate uh, you having me on. Thank you, dude. Not a problem. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.